Welcome back to Make Him Known. We're saying welcome back, assuming that this isn't your first time listening. But if it's your first time listening, hi, I'm Anna. And I'm Becky. Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! Yay! If this is your first episode listening to, dang, this is a heavy one, guys. Yeah. Go and listen to Faithfulness or, or yeah. the beginning or something first. I was thinking today, actually, about um, who our number one fan was. Because mm-hmm. I know in the past we've talked about many people. And mm-hmm. I was thinking we should have like a... F- a fan off and like fan have like off. quizzes and like oh see who could goodness. answer the quiz the i wouldn't be able to well i mean if i was like okay did we do a metaphorically speaking truck oh like okay, I, don't, I, I mean i don't know i don't know what the quiz would be, be but easy. you and i would like make the quiz and then right, we test right. our fans to see who our number one fan is i love that keep an eye out on instagram that will be coming maybe Sometime at some point in the future it could also never come i don't know anyways i but like actually i would fail that quiz because i i've listened to podcasts where they repeat themselves a lot and their fans tease them about it and write in and say you already said that once and these are more like comedic like ones that aren't like deep theology or anything and i would always think yeah they did they repeated it on episode two at point like i would just know so well i'm like how do they not know but now i'm like I totally get it no because clue. my like someone will be like, oh yeah, you remember that time you talked about this? And I'll be like, no, like my dad the other day, he was like, I learned something new today. And I was like, oh yeah. And he was like, I learned that Papua New Guinea is a part of, is it the Australia? Um, like that continent. continent and yeah. I was like, no way. I didn't know that. And he goes, I learned that on your <laughs> podcast. And I was like, you did. And he was like, yes. And That's I was like, hilarious. I was like, I have zero memory of that. Like, Honestly, my brain was like, that's the first time we've ever heard that piece of information. He was like, hey, I learned something. <laughs> Probably trying to encourage me to be yeah. like, you taught me something. Yeah, I was great like, job. I had no idea. No, not me. No. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, thank you, Wynn, for listening. We yeah, appreciate it. better attention and than paying I more attention, yeah, than Anna. Um, oh, I also want to say a quick thank you to uh, my friend Lizzie, who lives in New Hampshire. Um, she messaged me the other day and she was just saying how she loves the podcast and she's like so excited because she was in Canada a couple years ago. Um, and so we were together obviously when she was in Canada and she's been in the States cause that's where she lives and where she's where from New Hampshire is. and that's where New Hampshire's from. Yeah. And, um, she's like, it always just makes me feel like I'm with you Aww. and I get to like be with you. And it's, I love that. it's so sweet. And she specifically said that she enjoyed, um, the grief podcast, the Satan episode and stories with Megan. So yeah so cool so thank you those thank you lizzie those are some heavy ones but it's been interesting to hear the feedback from those and that so many people have commented on them Mm -hmm. and it just reminds me we're gonna get into it but like today's episode as well but i think sometimes we steer away from heavy things and people are we don't realize oh we need to talk about this stuff yeah and even though it's heavy it's like emotionally healthy to get it out there you know so i think that's why maybe people latch on to the heavy ones even though they're tough because there's not always a lot i mean there is a lot out there but it's not constantly talked about yeah yeah and sometimes it's nice to hear people talk about what you're already feeling maybe yes and it's just like that you're not alone that much more encouraging 100 percent. 
Very cool. Yep. Well, fun fact time. You want to give us a fun fact, Bex? Yeah. This is a fun fact that I have had in my hopper for my whole in life. My hopper. And I am like, I was like today, I was thinking, I was like, I think we've reached the point where I can share this fun fact. Um, you we're officially at that part in our relationship of host to listener. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yep. Yeah, okay. They're we're here. We're there. Um, and all of them probably know yeah, this already. Legit. Unless like, you're a <laughs> random stranger who's about to get a deep dive yeah. into <laughs> Becky's life. Um, I absolutely love and have like a strange obsession with like potty humor, yeah. but not just like bad jokes. Like no. I just like bathroom things. And I don't know how to make this any better. I don't know how to explain it better, but I've been called before like the poop friend. Th- and that's by Shannon. Like she called me the poop friend. And then when someone met me, they're like, oh, you're the poop friend. I'm like, <laughs> yes, hello, as in not a bad friend, but just the friend who likes poo. <laughs> Anyways, um, many people had joked when I was single, oh, when you get married, we're going to give you poopery. <laughs> and like that was like a funny joke that they did. No one actually did. No, I think we maybe got one thing yeah f- you're, you're like that's not a joke gift i would appreciate <laughs> yeah i actually i did actually pam from mates cottage got it for me um i have my bathroom decorated there's a thing that holds the toilet paper on the back of my toilet that says nice butt there's a sign on the wall that says hope you have an, a good poo um there's one um, from anna Heck that yeah. says home is where you poop most comfortably which there's is valid yeah there's another one actually true yeah yeah there's another one that's like 4.5 out of five stars and, and then it says would poop here again um i also in the last bathroom that i had well two bathrooms ago the last bathroom i had before i was married i had uh poop emoji lights that i had oh, strung yeah. up but when i got married and we moved in together he wouldn't let me hang up the wow. lights that's a red flag and <laughs> i was i was like how did i just marry you i don't know there's so many things i also found out the other day that he doesn't like wagon wheels and i was like man that's a piece of information Wait, i wish like i the snack the snack oh i thought that that was like a term for poop or something no <laughs> like know. completely separate but i was like how did i not know this i needed to know this before i was married Anyways, he also, also doesn't like don't like wagon. Well, I'm not marrying you, that's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um oh, I also have an angry poop uh emoji costume. Um I actually don't think I knew that. Oh, fun fact. There you go. Yeah. Fun fact. In three months, you're going to forget it and your dad's going <laughs> to tell you. <laughs> I should not have revealed that. No, oh but that was good. Um, anyways, so I just have a strange obsession with uh, bathroom poop. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I mean, it's weird, really more just poop, not bathroom stuff yeah. in general. And like, I, I feel like saying potty humor is like different. Yeah, it is. You know? It's not that. Yeah. You don't like make crude jokes you just make jokes about poop yeah (laughs) yeah and that's why in our episode words yes um i was saying that there was a metaphor about poop and how poop is like encouragement you just gotta listen to the episode i was gonna say uh, just tease it yeah yeah, yeah, you have to listen to the episode to hear the whole everyone uh, right now is probably like i'd rather listen to any episode other than this one right yeah (laughs) anyways this has absolutely nothing to do with our episode it's just a fun fact anna Mm -hmm. tell us yours so mine... I've been waiting for this all day. <laughs> goes off of Becky's. Yeah. I do have to say, I am a pretty open person that will talk about just about anything, but I hated talking about, like, just bathroom situations. 
Um, and yet God has placed a person like my closest friend in all the different places I've lived. There's been like my closest friend has just talks about poop so openly and I've hated it. Um, but you finally wore me down. So I literally yeah. just talk about it all the time. And there's a weird joke at Grace where people are just like kind of open about this stuff. And that's honestly where I think it came it's, from. Yeah, for me. it's not like even growing your, up yeah. there. I, that's just the humor Legit. that I have. Yeah, because I, I blame Grace Church. I know young adults <laughs> who have been like, oh, my goodness, I just found this poop app where you can like rate how your poop was at this place. And I have to tell Becky about it or Becky told me about it or yeah. blah, 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 blah. Someone told me about that. Or there's there like go. a map where you have to yeah. like when you poop in a certain place you have to say like oh i've pooped here yeah yeah i had that for a little while i do not anymore this conversation right now i'm fine with it but i just feel like so many people are not i really <laughs> apologize but everyone does it but okay <laughs> it's fine anna tell us your okay, actual okay. fun fact so my actual fun fact um <laughs> is also a public service announcement <laughs> that you should never trust a fart oh tell us more because <laughs> you may end up sharding and you can Google what that stands <laughs> for. <laughs> if you don't um, already know. Yeah, but um, there have been a number of times in my life that not many, but... Two? I think three. Oh. Yeah, I think. Where I have sharded, again, Google it. Um, and one of them may or may not have been today, so... August 29th. Yeah, that's when we're recording this. So, <laughs> yeah. That's what they need to know. <laughs> um oh dear yeah yes. and i and who did i message immediately me becky me yeah 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 <laughs> yeah so and then i got i got to her place tonight and she was like this is my fun fact and she was like and i mean if you want to make yours <laughs> about <laughs> poop too and i was like oh my goodness i was kind of kind of uh forcing that part. no you weren't it's no, fine but i was i'm, I'm actually it. yeah it's totally fine and this We'll make it applicable. We're going to talk about vulnerability later in the episodes. Yeah. We're just being vulnerable, guys. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We're just leading by example in <laughs> one small little area of our lives that has no... Um, Theological, no. biblical, godly aspect to it None. whatsoever. But it's sometimes good to just start somewhere. It is. Yep. Yeah. Start small and in an area. Speaking of, of starting somewhere, <laughs> will you pray for yes, us? Let's yes, let's pray and okay. talk about actual things now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. God, we thank you so much for this time. We thank you for just silly, fun things and that we can start our podcast out just by sharing ourselves um, with the listeners. And we pray that there would still be a few people listening right now, God. <laughs> um, but honestly, I thank you for humor. I thank you that um, I do believe that you are um, a God of humor and that you do things um, to make us laugh and that you want us to um, smile and laugh and find delight in little dumb things throughout the day, God. Um, so I pray that all of us would take time to to not take ourselves too seriously and to be able to just um, laugh and joke about uh, weird things that happen to us, even sometimes when they are frustrating um, or we don't enjoy them. And God, we, we do just want to invite you into this place as we are um, discussing a hard topic um, today. And it, um, I know, brings up a lot of emotions for a lot of people and a lot of people have dealt with, um, yeah, just church hurt and bad situations, God. And I pray, though, that um, out of bad things, out of sin, out of things that are meant for evil, that we can, um, that you will redeem them for good and that we um, will have our eyes open to see those things, God, um, because you are capable of teaching us and bringing good out of all situations. So I pray that this episode would truly be um, 
a therapeutic and emotionally healthy, um, and that we would grow in our spiritual health as well, God. Um, and that if, if someone isn't ready to listen to this right now, that they would just go listen, do something else right now as we all just need to sort through, um, yeah, just our emotions regarding our experience with church. Um, but I just pray ultimately that Becky and I would just honor you, um, in all that we say, and that, um, we would just learn more about you and how we can love you more and rely on you wholeheartedly and not the people around us, God. So we just dedicate this time to you and we just give you all the glory and everything that is said here today in your name. I pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so we just want to start off with a little disclaimer, um, because this episode, like we've mentioned a couple of times, it is going to be a little bit heavier, um, but our intention is not to just have a podcast and just point fingers at people and be like, look at all the bad things they've yeah. done, and then not recognize that we also have bad things that yeah. we do and things like that. So we don't want to point fingers. Um, but we also don't want to pretend like hard things and difficult things don't happen in the church. We want to be able to recognize that the church is a building of broken people and that in order to, uh, like need a savior we need to know the recognition yep. that we need to be saved we need something um, to be saved from yeah and so i think it's important to recognize the faults within the church and so we're going to just talk about some of those things um and we also just want to mention like we we may all have stories that line up with this metaphor and we're not trying to reopen old wounds but we are wanting to give practical applications um to have a response to situations like yeah. this like we want to um be encouraging to believers and yeah to just talk about what our responsibility is in situations and seasons that might yeah. be very challenging and i think everyone has had a bad situation or experience within the church and if you haven't you unfortunately probably will because yeah. again we're all just humans. Pastors are humans. Worship directors are humans. Wh wherever you go, like it's just whether you're a Christian or not, we're all on the same playing field, right? The yeah. only difference is either you've accepted Jesus' gift of salvation or you haven't. So I think this is also helpful like if you if you have gone through it to sort through those things and if you haven't to maybe better prepare yourself for down the road if you ever do, right? Because yeah. sometimes I think there's a downfall in not talking about it because then it just like hits you like a ton of bricks and you're like i didn't know that this was possible or you know what i mean yeah. so yeah bringing it's, awareness is yeah important. exactly yeah yeah and i think if this is a hard topic like if you start listening to this we will not be upset if you stop yeah. like if this is something that you can't mentally or emotionally dig into right now don't like listen to another episode yeah. or just pause i've totally been there before like there's a couple other podcasts um that we're going to reference and there are some that I've literally put like I they're on my list but I've put off because I'm like not ready for it right now but then on days where I'm like yeah I can handle this and I listen to it so yeah 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 um so as you can tell by the title our episode is called metaphorically speaking imposter and we're going to start by kind of like laying out what it is that we mean when we say imposter and mm -hmm. then we're going to go and talk about um some stuff yeah and the then like church application to it yeah, yeah yeah and then yeah we're gonna we're gonna just walk through this together so um 
we originally got this idea, um, or I originally, I don't know if it was both of us, but I, I, I originally, was your original idea, yeah, I got yeah. this idea when I started, uh, watching this show on Netflix that's literally called Imposters, um, which is a show of a story, um, and it's a lady who's a con artist and she becomes, I think it starts, spoiler, slight spoiler. She, she like gets married to this guy and then like three days into their marriage or something like that she like leaves and takes all his money mm-hmm. and um then she goes off and like starts dating this girl and then she like leaves and takes all her money yeah like she just goes and she becomes whoever th- the people need her to be um and she disguises herself like in order to steal money and literally ruin the lives of anyone that she encounters and then um Obviously, the story goes on and there's more things that you have to watch. It actually is a very good show Um, and it's very um, fun. Like it's it's not like a super dark show, but like she literally is disguising herself in order to steal. And you kind of see the process, right, of how she like disguises herself and goes in deep to these what they don't realize is a fake relationship. Yeah. 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 They think it's very real where she thinks it's very not. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about that. And then I was also thinking about among us, um, which is a game that I feel like during the pandemic was huge. Oh yeah. And like now I'm like, huge. It's still on my phone. Cause I'm like, what if we play what it? What if one day but <laughs> yeah. the fandom comes back? <laughs> yeah. So a bunch of us, I know, especially in young adults, we played it over the pandemic and it was definitely also super popular with like the younger preteen age as well. Yeah, like a, a lot of people played it. Yeah. Um, and it's basically a game where there's like, let's say there's 10 people. There are two people who are called like literally called imposters, imposters. and their goal is, so everyone has to go around and basically complete tasks. And if all the non imposter people complete all the tasks, they win. But then if all the imposter people either kill all the non imposter people or, complete fake tasks i don't know so you're on a ship and the ship is like breaking down and malfunctioning and so you have to fix the ship so you there's a time limit as well so you have to finish all the tasks so it either finishes with the imposters not killing everybody and you complete all the tasks in time and the ship is saved or if the imposters kill everybody before the time runs out and before you fix everything and the imposters can also go around and sabotage yes. like certain things so that it almost adds extra tasks that yeah. you have like to do. Like turn all the lights off and it yeah. just makes life more difficult. And you and can't see or yeah. whatever. Um, anyways, so these imposter people look exactly the same as everyone else. Yep. And only the imposters know who the imposters are. And their goal is to go around and to trick people into yep. thinking that they're normal and yep. like that they're one of them and sabotage and literally kill everyone. It yeah. seems like it seems so dark, but it's like that's it's their like goal. this cute little cartoon. Like it's not. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You've definitely seen it, it, it before. Yeah. It's like it's kind of like been on it's kind of like the game, like the video game version of Mafia. If anyone's familiar with that as well, where there's like yeah. people who are picked to be the Mafia and they kill people in the town. You just sit in a circle and like play it. It's like yeah. that. But you get to run around and play games. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So those were kind of the two starting points as to where we, how we came up with this idea. And um, we related these two ideas very quickly to, I think, two people in our lives that we've, not in our lives, two people who we, we've yeah. heard of um, 
that became big deals in our lives. Yeah. And the first one that we want to mention was just Ravi Zacharias. I know a couple years ago, I think it was mid pandemic, maybe yeah. early 2020. Um, I think Ravi, Ravi passed away, yeah. which I was devastated about. Yep. Like I was like, what this guy, yeah. he passed away. Like that's, ah, that's so yeah. sad and devastating. And then, um, a bunch of allegations came out after he passed away that he was involved in a lot of like s sexual scams and things like that. And, uh, so Ravi was a guy who had lived two lives basically two lives and they both created a huge impact on others like yeah, he was true. known he was known for being a very very well-known apologist a defender of the faith mm -hmm. who wrote many good books like was a huge like a huge started this whole ministry rzim yeah right? yeah and so he had a huge impact on people, even on me. Like I got oh, yeah. at Tyndale, I got a scholarship from the RZIM ministry. Really? Yeah. And so I was like, so thankful. Cause I was like, yeah. wow, that's super cool. Um, but then I, he had this secret life Yeah, and it was, I mean, at first it was tough like to believe it, but then the more that came out, it did yeah. seem like it was true. Um, I literally wanted to be an apologist when I was in elementary school because of him. Yeah. Like I wrote on my pages where it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I would literally write apologist mm. and my teachers and friends would be like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he had a huge impact literally all over the world. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And so the more and more stuff that came out and the more that was investigated and things like that, it, it does seem like everything that came out was true. And um, it was one of those things I remember. It must have been after he had passed away already when like the first allegation came out or something and it was just beginning. And I remember in passing my mom being like, oh, my goodness, did you hear that there's this allegation and literally both of us without missing a beat were like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like we didn't like get, not even like 1% of us was like, Oh, maybe it's true. We were like, this is baloney. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and we've been living in this culture so much recently too, where it's just like you point a finger and you just make an allegation and there's nothing to back it up. So it just seemed to be going with all the other things that was happening. And we were like, this is just some person trying to bring down his name and trying that's going like against like Christianity and wants to bring Christianity yep. down now that he's dead. And they're just like saying these things, right? Like we, we didn't give it the time of day yep. when it first came out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, if you want to know more about it, like there's lots to this story that we are not going to talk about. Yeah. Um, but Mike, I, th I think Winger. his name is Mike Winger. Yeah. Mike yeah. Winger. He has a very, very good, um, very well spoken YouTube video. It all like breaks all, all the information down. Yeah. yeah. And um he's very uh kind. Like he's he's yes. not um he he's not aggressive. No. He's just he's very like well balanced and he talks about it very well. So we're gonna put that URL in the show yeah. notes. There's always gonna be bias. It's literally yeah. impossible to not be biased, but he breaks it down very factually and actually like walks you through the whole like statement that ended up coming out with all the like they gave all the like evidence and everything like that. Yeah. yeah. Because often I think you hear allegations and stuff like this. And this kind of goes back again to the imposter game because, or among us game, because when you're playing it, 
if someone accuses you of being the imposter, you you have time to like defend yourself, right? And you can just lie, like yeah, out like the wazoo. The, the like, goal you know, is to you lie. Know I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like I've been playing the game before, and someone's like, "Oh my goodness, Becky's the imposter." I literally saw her like kill someone, like blah blah, blah like all of these things, and you're like okay like do i trust this person because then becky's gonna be like no 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 no, no. it was that per-. and you literally have to take people for their word and something that i learned when the whole ravi zacharias thing came out is that we tend to not think about what is is what being said true or am i just trusting where the source is or what mm. the source is so for an example to break it down I love Becky and Becky is an encouragement in my life. So how most people work is like Becky could tell me that the sky is purple and I'd be like, yeah, sure. Like that, that tracks like you're a good person. You're nice to me. Like, sure. Someone who's like my enemy that's always like ridiculed me and like been mean and tried to like bring me down could be like, no, the sky is blue. And I'm going to be like, nah, nah, like I'm not going to believe a word you said. But unfortunately, whether you like the person or not, truth is truth, mm-hmm. you know. And so we tend to say, oh, we loved Ravi. We loved like we trusted his character. He meant something in our lives because yeah. he did A, B or C. So there's no way that this is true. Instead of stopping and asking yourself people aside how i feel about them aside emotions aside is this true or is it false yeah yeah which is a hard thing to do yeah and um so i think this whole topic of imposter kind of got stirred because we heard of things about ravi zacharias and then um another person who we've heard a lot about recently because of the story of rise the the podcast sorry of the rise and fall of mars hill is mark driscoll he um was a pastor of a multi-site mega church called mars hill mm-hmm. um and he was known as a celebrity christian who uh whose church fell after like many many allegations towards him um because they said he had a abusive um behavior or aggressive behavior and he just had like a lack of character to uphold the responsibilities that he had yeah and um again this podcast the rise and fall of mars hill go into like they go into details and they they start talking about like the the pros and cons of everything that happened and i think they also do it quite charitably so if you also want to learn more about this whole situation um do like go and listen to that podcast i think right now well i think the the original story is like 13 episodes or something like that but then they've been putting out bonus episodes and even the bonus episodes are really good as well so um we will also tag that in the show notes yeah i think um mark driscoll and ravi zacharias like there are other like james mcdonald like there's there's so many other so many other people and um but there's there's differences, right? Like I didn't know a whole lot about the Mark Driscoll thing, and I actually just started listening to the rise and fall of Mars Hill because I was not emotionally prepared for it yeah. before just now. Um, and uh, they're two very different ones because Ravi Zacharias was like sexual allegations, like so many, and yeah. like really messed up stuff. And sin is sin. Don't get me wrong. But then with Mark Driscoll, it wasn't um, it was like abusive and aggressive, like behavior and like verbal. Like he didn't he, he was just very like harsh and crude um, in yeah. the way that he preached. And then there seemed to be a bit of a power trip um, as well. And so those are two very different 
um, allegations and reasons for the downfall of these men, right? And these also just happen to be two men. There are women out there as well who, you know what I mean? Like, we're all in the same boat. Like, we're all sinful. There are many, many, many Christian pastors or people in leadership who have had all counts of different type of allegations. Um, Some true, some not. Exactly. And I think like this whole thought about imposter, it's tricky because we don't know who is imposter, who's not. And like, it's tough because it's easy to look at these people who've had um, a lot of research done on them and to be like, oh, clearly an imposter. Yeah. Right. But I think it's, it's very tricky because as we'll talk more in a little bit, like it's, there's so much responsibility that we have in the church especially in relation to this metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like what you were saying. That's literally the definition of imposter. It's like a false teacher. It's what Jesus was talking Mm. about with a false teacher. It's not, it's, it's funny. It makes me think as well of Harry Potter. Um, cause everything always comes back to TV shows and movies where for me, I hate bad guys who aren't just upfront about being bad. So for anyone who's mm. watched it, there's a character Umbridge and she seems like she's on the good side, but she's a butt and I hate her so much. And then there's Voldemort who's like the actual bad guy, but he never claims to be good. He's straight up like, yeah, I'm the bad guy. I'm evil. And I'm like, great. You have your story straight. Like there's yep. no, mirage there's no faking it or anything like that so for me i actually disliked umbridge more than i did voldemort because she was an imposter right because an imposter is someone who is leading you to believe that they are good when really they are bad they're they're living a double life right yeah Yeah. facade and we're never gonna know the whole story of Ravi and the whole story of Mark, the whole story of anybody. Yeah. We can't say, Oh, they're evil. And we can't say they consciously like planned all of this out. Kind of like a lot of it is just making poor decisions one after another and just slowly crossing the line and continuing to cross it, you know? And there's, I, I the imposter just works so well. And if you if you know the game well, there's ways that it doesn't work as and we say this all the time, like no metaphor is perfect. Yep. But I think in the ways that an imposter isn't a good metaphor actually teaches us stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Because the difference between the game among us is that you are stamped an imposter at the beginning of the game. Like no one chooses it. It's just given to you. Like we could have ten people and it's like, oh, Becky and Anna are gonna be the imposters this round. But that's not the way life works. Like when Mark Driscoll and Ravi were born, it wasn't like, boom, imposter. Like yeah. that's not how it works. They they weren't labeled imposter from the beginning. There aren't good people and bad people. There are just people who make decisions good and bad. Yeah. And I think that's something that's really important to note is that sometimes we can put like we can cause ourselves to become prideful when we hear about people like this because we point fingers and say, I would never fill in the blank. Right. But I had um, a class once that was all about um, working with people because ministry involves people and people are messy. So ministry is going to be messy. And my prof said something that I'll like never forget. She was like, never point at someone and say, I would never do that sin because 
every single one of us is capable of every single sin under the sun. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for us to realize this was something that I had to come to the conclusion of as well when I was sorting through all of this is that I am only decisions away from being Mark Driscoll. I'm only decisions away from being Ravi Zacharias. Like mm-hmm. they just made a number of decisions. Like they weren't, they were born sinful in the same way that I was born sinful. Right. Yeah. And so I think, it takes a lot of discernment and constantly sorting through your emotions because I've sorted through my emotions more than once with the Ravi thing. Like, I don't know about you, but like I would tackle it and like watch the Mike winger thing and be like, okay, it makes sense. And then a week later I'd be like, but what about this? And like, you know, and then my mom and dad and I would be talking about it it all over, all over again. And it's a constant like surrender and constantly having to check yourself and check your heart. And something recently that I, that someone also told me is that discernment is a very lonely thing. And what I mean by that is that, when not everyone is discerning like if you are a christian the holy spirit has entered you and he helps you to be discerning but not Mm -hmm. everyone practices it well and i think it is something that does have to be like practiced Mm -hmm. and i think that there were people who saw what was going on with ravi and saw what was going on with mark years before oh yeah the information came out and they were discerning but it was lonely because no one else believed them yeah right and it's the same with the game Im- yeah. imposter among us. Like I've I've done it before where I've literally seen one of the characters kill someone. And then we go to a meeting and I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like I just saw Becky kill someone and no one believes me. And you're like, but it's the truth. Like I know that it's the truth. Yeah. But unfortunately, you have to let people wrestle things on their own and come to their own conclusions, yeah. which is really hard and lonely. But we have to be like we have to. um be we're responsible to god for only ourselves right yeah so we have to act on our discernment but then not think that we're supposed to convince other people you know yeah 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 and i think it's good to share your thoughts with other yes, people 100 percent. but you're right that like sometimes we can't be the ones to like force that thought on someone else yeah, yeah. and i've i've had to learn like uh, when i get to heaven god's gonna ask and I'm going to have to answer for myself. And he's not going to be like, why did you not convince Becky that blah, 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 blah like whatever it yeah. was, you know, like he's, he's going to be concerned about you when he's talking to you and he's going to be yeah. concerned about me when he's talking to He'll me. He'll be like, asking me, why didn't you listen to Anna yeah. when she talked to you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, I'm only, I can only be responsible for myself, but I think I have the type of personality that I can be very, um, I don't want to like influential, not in like a uh, social media kind of way, but like I am good at communicating with people and mediating. And so I tend to jump into those things, but that can be emotionally exhausting. And sometimes I just have to, like Jesus said to the disciples, like if they don't accept it, just like wipe the dirt off your feet and move on to the next town. Like you're, you're not, I'm not God. It's not my decision. It's not my job to convict everybody of everything. Plus also, there are people out there who are like, Anna's an idiot. I wish she would believe me about this because there are things right now that I believe that are false, right? Mm -hmm. I can't put myself on a pedestal and be so prideful and thinking, I have all the right answers. And what I believe about Ravi and Mark is a hundred percent true, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is a very tricky thing. Um, And I think like in the church, we have a tendency to put our pastors 
and any and a lot of people in leadership on pedestals. And I know that this is a very common topic within the church of like putting people on pedestals. A metaphor in and of a itself. A metaphor, yeah. <laughs> and the term has been called like celebrity Christian. And when I hear this term celebrity Christian, my whole body just like, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. like I think this is just a recipe for disaster because like it's almost like an oxymoron. Like you yeah. can't be a celebrity Christian. Sure. You can be a celebrity. Sure. You can be a Christian, but a celebrity Christian as a whole, it just seems like it's rare. I think of when Jesus talks, I think it's Mark 10 45. I could be completely butchering that quote um, or that uh, reference. reference. Yeah. But he says like, I did like the son of man did not come to the world to be served, mm. but to be like to serve to many. Serve. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, celebrity christian it's almost like it just doesn't work yeah. right and like jesus didn't come to make a name for himself and be like oh look like at I'm me a... look at me which he could have because yeah. he's god he's the he's only the one who one has the one right person to. who could have come down with like fire and brimstone on like a white horse in a knight in shining armor costume and be like listen to me you know yeah. what i mean but he didn't yeah he, he came down humble. so humbly right yeah and the whole Christian celebrity thing, I've struggled with that too. I think there's there's two different things I think of. I think of like mega church pastors who are just super well known. Mm -hmm. And then I think of people who are like in Hollywood right. that are like actors who say they're Christians. And don't get me wrong, I can be very judgmental of that. And yet it is between them and God, whether they yep. are a Christian or not. Um, but I do think that it is extremely difficult to be a follower of Jesus in Hollywood, in yeah. the limelight. Like, and my dad said one time when we were discussing Ravi and different people, like he said, I don't think God ever intended for pastors to get to that level of fame. Hmm. Like that, that's not the point, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it's hard because sometimes I think we've had bad experiences seeing mega churches fall. And then we assume like, Anytime we're at a church where there's something that's similar to a mega church, we're like, oh, this is terrible. And we have to be, again, so discerning, discerning and careful yeah. because I think a big thing, and it talks about this in the rise and fall of Mars Hill, is is the is the pastor making a name for himself or is he making a name for God? Mm -hmm. Because technically, like not technically, being a mega church isn't a bad thing. That's not a no, sin. No, it is not a sin. God wasn't itself. like the minute you reach a thousand people, you need to break off into, you know what I yeah. mean? Like that wasn't what it is. But I think the bigger we get, the the easier it is to take the fame for ourselves. Yeah. And I, it's, the, it's yeah. like our sinful nature. And, and I always tell people too, like the flee from sin, um, verse, God never said, oh, I want you to be surrounded by this thing that you struggle with and are tempted by, but just have the power to say no to it. He's like, get the heck out of there. It's like if if I know that I struggle with like gluttony and eating junk food, don't buy junk food, Anna. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not yeah. like, go and sit inside a McDonald's, but just don't buy anything. Like that's <laughs> not how it works. So I think yeah. when we build these mega churches and there's so many people, we're like, it's okay. Like it's all for God. Like I'm going to be okay. It's like, no, because you're a sinful human being. You're, you're going to fall. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The tendency. It, it seems inevitable, which is so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Not to say that it happens all the time. No. But it does happen. Yeah, exactly. It does happen. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think like it's it's difficult because thinking about these things, it's like hard to know what our responsibility is in it. Mm -hmm. And I know we've mentioned like 
just being honest, like when when I found out about Ravi, like we said, like we were both devastated. Yeah. I, I vividly remember walking uh, on one of our walks and we were saying like, this can't be true because we trusted his character and we trusted his reputation. And yet he was living these two lives and was an imposter. And this is this is kind of what the Lord was teaching me afterwards. And it was just that like we trust humans like mm-hmm. that's a, like a, a point like we trust humans but sometimes it is incredibly hard to trust humans yeah and yet it isn't bad to trust humans yeah um in fact it's necessary like if you and i had no trust in our friendship there would be no friendship yep. if jonathan and i had no trust in our marriage there would be no marriage like yeah. you need trust in in relationships but I think the the different the difference comes when you trust people more than you trust God. Yeah. Because when that happens, there's a problem. Or if you trust people as your foundation, there's a problem. Yeah. Like if my trust for Jonathan is more of a foundation than my trust in the Lord to uphold our relationship, that is a problem. That's idolatry. Because, yeah. Because Jonathan will fail me. I will fail him. Like there are just times where he will break my trust or I will break his trust or you will break my trust or I will break your, like it just happens because we're humans and we're sinful and we fail others. And I think like, it's such an important thing to remember that like people, and I don't want this to sound super negative, but like people will always let you down, but the Lord never will. Like he never, being a realist it's perspective yeah. yeah like the lord will never let you down no um and i think that's such an important thing to to think about because when we think about people who have such a high reputation and then we think about the fall of these people like it's okay to grieve that it, it's definitely okay to grieve yes. that but we shouldn't have our faith so much in that and i was i was listening to apologetics canada they had a podcast about ravi zacharias mm. and and just were talking a little bit about it um and they said that like our faith has to be founded on the word so that even if they should fall and it was talking about anyone they yeah. being just anyone even if they should fall my faith isn't tested yeah. And I don't know that I was so as solid in my faith as I can kind of like process now. Yeah. Back then when yes. I did hear that, because I think my faith was tested. Yeah. And I was like, what? No, yeah. like yep. that's not possible. He did yeah. such incredible things. And it's really it's a really hard balance for me, maybe not for everybody to not because I'm an extremist. So I just like flip flop back and forth on the pendulum like to go from I can be naively trusting of people Mm -hmm. like i'm like oh my goodness look at that guy with a knife in the dark outside i'm gonna go say hi to him like that's (laughs) where i can be like that yeah but then when people have let me down the older i get because being an adult sucks and you learn more about the real world then i go to like the cynical pessimist side of like Okay, they're great, but they're just going to screw up at some point, you know? And yeah. that's not good either. No, you need that's a balance. not healthy. Yeah, you have to find this balance of, wow, I love this person. They're awesome. I enjoy spending time with them. They're a great leader. They're a great whatever, fill in the blank, but they're human. Yeah. Right? And yeah. not putting them on that pedestal because I've always pictured it as well that the higher we place them, the further they fall. Yeah, the further right? they have. If we are just all on the same playing field 
and someone screws up and they fall over. It's like, oh, not a big deal. I fell over three days ago. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, and, and I think the problem too is placing people on pedestals up high and then also categorizing sin Hmm. because guess what? Ravi Zacharias and I are both the same. We're both sinners. We were both separated by God. Like it doesn't matter if let's say that like you and I both came into the world on the same day and it's like, Oh, babies are naive. They're still sinful. But like if I, you know, murdered someone and you lied, we're still both bound for hell Mm -hmm. unless we accept Jesus. Right. It's, but we, we so often, and I think it is the root of so many problems is putting sin in different categories because we look at Ravi and go, how could he, I would never. Yeah. Right. When it's like, well, Jesus said that if you hate someone in your heart, you've murdered them. So I've murdered a ton of people then, Yeah. you know, and if you lust after someone, you've committed adultery, which is what he did. Like, so we've, we've all done it, you know? But we, yeah. we we get this screwed up perspective pride. in our brains. Yeah, pride, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 I uh I just thought of this picture. Someone described it to me years and years and years and years ago, but it's, it's been something that I remember. Um, and it's like a bar graph of sin. And yeah. so he asked everyone, Okay, where would you rank murder from like mm. not so bad to like really bad? And yeah. he like we like went all the way up and yeah. we said like really bad. And then we're like, Okay, where would you rank lying? And then we like kind of yeah. put it kind of towards yeah. the bottom. We know it's bad, but it's not as bad you know and then we ranked all these things and we said okay this is how humans see sin like we see sin like that Mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong sometimes like that's good because in a sense because like for murder there would be more human consequences versus lying things like that like it's okay to do that but you have to have the the record or the the perspective that the lord sees sin top down yeah. like that bar graph are their squares oh that's a sin that's a sin that's a yeah. sin that's a sin like he still sees the sin but they're he all doesn't equal they're all equal eyes. yeah yep. so i just thought about that and it was just yeah and it was like a really good james 2 10 says that if you have committed one sin you've committed them all hmm. right so it's that idea and you're right again there's a balance there are different consequences yep. god says that that there's different consequences but the ultimate consequence of being separated from him is the same yep. whether you lied or gossiped or were gluttonous or you murdered someone or had sex outside of marriage or went on a power trip at your church like whatever it is it's all, all the, same. the same right yeah yeah and so th- i think that's a huge part of the whole trusting human beings at a healthy level is like yeah we can't you know but the Bible also says that those in leadership, those who are pastors, like we are held to a higher standard. Right. But it's just, it's, it's ridiculously hard to find that healthy balance. Yeah. And, um, I, the first verse that I thought about was Psalm 20 verse seven. And I had memorized this again, years and years ago. This is why scripture memorization is important. Yes. Subtle plug for scripture memory. (laughs) Um, but it was a verse that I had memorized in a whole chapter challenge. Um, and it says some nations boast of their chariots and horses, but we boast in the name of the Lord, our God. And it just adds that perspective of like, some people are going to trust in, in whatever, yep. like in anything. And they're going to try and fight and their war that way. And, yeah. But we trust in the Lord, our God. And I think that that's so important. Like yeah. we have to boast in the name 
of God. Yep. Like he has First to be the only thing that we put our trust in. Yeah. I remember when we were on those walks, like, and the whole Ravi thing had just started. And I think we were processing it over like a number of weeks. Right. And yeah. different like walks and stuff. And you like bringing up this verse and it was right around the time that Chris Tomlin came out with his country album. Mm. And there's a whole song on it all about this. Yeah. Um, and I like held on to that so tightly because I was like, Anna, I was like, you, you need to not be shocked by these things. And so devastated. I mean, to a degree, again, the grief, like it's okay to grieve that like, because God wants us to hate what he hates and love what he loves. So love the person, but hate the sin. It's okay that we are devastated that someone would do something like this. Right. Mm -hmm. And hurt other people uh, like God's creation. Right. Like we, we grieve for those people as oh, well, yeah. because there were people anytime someone falls, there's like the reciprocant on the end of that. Right. Who was affected by it. Um, but to, to grieve that, but also to not be completely blown out of the water and to not have our faith shattered because yeah. God didn't change throughout those circumstances. He's the same God before we found out about the Ravi Zachariah situation as he is in the midst of it as he is right now, right? Yeah. And it's holding onto that for dear life and constantly reminding yourself every single morning to do that again. Yeah. 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 In Psalm 118 verses 8 and 9, it was just so cool. This is this has always been one of my favorite Psalms, Psalm 118. And um, I just reread it like this past week yeah. in my Bible reading. And I was like, cool Perfect thank timing. you lord like yeah. so cool um and it says it's better to take refuge in the lord than to trust in people it's better to take refuge in the lord than to trust in princes mm. and those are two verses that are clearly like clearly stating yeah what we need to do yeah clear as day trust the lord yeah and that was something that i was thinking about as well is that um we were talking about this beforehand. If you've ever been frustrated with a situation and felt like lonely or like you didn't have any friends and you're like venting to a friend being like, I have no friends. And then that person's like, well, thanks. What am I chop liver? I've totally been on the receiving end, but also like I've ranted to Becky before and been like, oh, no one loves me. And she's like, hi, okay, cool. like what am yeah. I? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But it's like in that moment, it's like, okay, I know, I know what you're talking about. I bet you that's how God feels when we get so frustrated and let down by these people. And he's like, hi, I'm here and I've never changed. Like yep. I am the perfect shepherd. I'm the perfect pastor. I'm the perfect King, the perfect leader. Like all these people, they weren't, I mean, it was never meant to be. I always think back to Israel, how they were like, we want a King. And God was like, Hmm, are you sure about that? And yeah. I'm like, Israel, why didn't you say no, that we would not have to deal with all of this? Like, you know, but they, yeah. they just thought they just wanted to be like everybody else. And, and God warned them. He was like, the Kings are going to suck. <laughs> like they're going to yep. let you down. Right. But he was like, I will be here forever. Like I am unchanging. I'm the same yesterday, today and forever. Yep. It's just an, such an important thing to, to know like in your brain, yes. but also to know in your heart. Yeah. And I think knowing it in your heart comes down to situations like this. Mm -hmm. When you feel let down by other people and then you're like, oh, okay, 
that's a good reminder yeah. okay the lord is still good he has not left me yeah um there was a song i was listening to yesterday i've been kind of consumed by like worry about certain mm. situations of my life and things like that and there was a song i was listening to and it uh in one of like the spontaneous moments it yeah. was like why do i worry because mm. god's not worried yeah and i like stopped mid-sentence and i was like oh yep thank you lord like yeah. that was the reminder i needed yeah you know that was a little tangent but like no. knowing that the lord is there he's gonna meet you where you're at and he will never leave you yeah like or let you like down ever or nothing yeah. and that he knew all of this was gonna happen yep you know yeah um I also, in my Bible reading, was reading Matthew 23, and um, Jesus is talking to the religious leaders, and it speaks of, like, some of the dangers that he faced, and um, it's the exact same things that we've seen in the church today, and so I just want to, like, highlight a couple of things in that chapter. The whole chapter is very good and very uh, oof-worthy, if you will. Bad oof, yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Um, so in verse five, he starts off nice and easy and he says, everything they do, being the religious leaders or these people who I think we could clarify or, or could call imposters, yeah. everything they do is for show. Yep. <laughs> like even that is just like, so uh, straightforward. Okay. Just like, boom, yeah. Not nice is. and easy. No, he yeah. just is like, yeah, let's just call it as it is. Yeah. Everything they do is for show. Literally like that game of imposters or yeah. that girl the from the show Imposter. Like yeah. she's literally just doing it for show so that she can just backstab so them later. So she looks like she's, yeah, yeah what she's, she's supposed to be. faking it. Yeah. Um, in verses 16 and 17 and then a million times after that... <laughs> I didn't I didn't end up writing down all the th all the references but at least in verse 16 and 17 he calls them blind guides or blind fools but many many times he just says like you're blind hmm. like you can't see but you're guiding people yeah and yet you can't see like what a picture yep. Jesus like portrays blind guides like it just seems so uh, crazy yeah um, in verse 17 as well, he's, he asks a question, which is more important, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? Which brings up a good point because something that, uh, like God has been teaching me recently too, is like, why are you at your church? Are you at your church because of the pastor? Are you at your church because your friends are there? Are you at the church because it has cool worship? Because the answer to all of those should be no. Like you shouldn't be at a church for those. You should be at a church because it preaches the word of God and he is there and present and working and moving. Mm -hmm. And it is what he has called the body of believers to be when he calls it the church. Yeah. Right. Which is hard because sometimes you do, you're, you're looking for a church and you go and you're like, oh, wow, I really like the sermons here or wow, people were super friendly and we need to like, we need to have good worship and good preaching and we need to be friendly and open and like a family. Right. Yeah. But that is not the end all and be all the church. Right. Like yeah. when one of those things falters at one point, like when something changes a little bit, you can't just be like, Oh, I'm leaving. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. is God present and is he working there? That's why we should be mm -hmm. at a church mm -hmm. because it's like that verse says, it's like, it's not about the gold. It's not about the things that are in there. It's about the person. It's about God himself who made the church, the church, right? Yeah. 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 It's, it's incredibly eye opening yeah. to think about these things. 
And um, in Matthew 23, verse 28, this uh, takes the cake. This yeah. one, I was just like, oh, my word. And it lines up so perfectly with this metaphor, yeah. which I did not do. Yeah. Like the Lord was like, oh, let me just give you another dot <laughs> to connect. Yeah. You know, um, so this says outwardly, you look like righteous people, but inwardly, your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. And uh, if that doesn't sound like an imposter, I don't know what does. Yeah. Like, it's crazy how he just full on calls these people out and is like, everything you do is just for show. And that's the hard part about identifying an imposter is because we as humans can only see the outside. Yeah. We can't see the inside. Sometimes I think the inside is revealed because of, you know, outwardly things that people do. Yep. But it's just like in the game, like among us, like everyone looks the same on the outside. It isn't until something is revealed that you're like, oh, you're an imposter, right? Yeah. And that also brings me back to a thought that I had that you were talking about earlier with Ravi is that, you know, we're saying, oh, he did so many great things and we trust his character, but he was living a double life. I think the hard thing that people had to reconcile as well is that people did become believers because of his ministry. Yeah. And like, it wasn't, I don't believe that it was always like that. It's not like from day one, he was doing all the things he like allegedly did, you know? Yeah. But that's the other thing is like, well, because there's th you have to wrestle through the question like was he a believer and what was going on like and that is between him and god only they know right but you can do things for god apart from god mm -hmm. which is terrifying yeah because there was um a book that we were reading um when you were on staff as well at grace um emotionally healthy leader and it was talk it gave examples of like the downfall of churches and different people and he said like you can do things for god completely apart from god yeah and it again makes me think of among us as an imposter you can go and like pretend to do a task or like when you sabotage and shut the lights off you can actually yourself go and fix the lights yeah so it looks like oh i did a good thing so i'm not an imposter yeah and that's what the false teachers and different people like you can't just go oh well, they did that one nice thing for me one time or oh man they said something truth like Ravi Zacharias said truthful things. He preached the word. Like he, yeah. everything that came out of his mouth was not a lie. Yeah. You know? And so that is very hard, I think, for us to reconcile. How can there be good in the presence of bad? How can there be bad in the presence of good? But again, there aren't good people and bad people. There are people who make good and bad decisions. Yeah. Right? It reminds me of the verse that says like, um, oh, we cast out demons in your name. We did this in your mm -hmm. name. We did that in your name. And we call you Lord, Lord. And Jesus is like, I, I didn't don't know, know you. you. Like, that's crazy. Snap. Yeah. Jesus did not beat around the bush. No. He was just like, you, everything you do is yep. for outward appearance. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like the tendency is that it's easy to look at these celebrity Christians or whoever we put on pedestals, mm -hmm. whether it be our pastors or whatever. And it's so easy to just look and be like, look at what they're doing wrong. Yeah. But in doing so, we then put ourselves on the pedestal because it's easier to like it's easy to take them off and be like, oh, they sinned this huge sin that everyone saw. So uh, let me just put them all the way down there, you know, yeah. but it puts us on the pedestal, which is so dangerous because then we get wrapped up in our pride and then our pride becomes part of our identity and like our identity. Yeah. It just like everything just starts to fall and stumble. And 
it's just as much unhealthy as putting them on pedestals yeah. as well to like point fingers and be like, you're a sinner. Yeah. This is harsh, but sometimes I need harsh. Like one time God reminded me, like any time that I point at someone, I'm like, ugh, like I would never do that or fill in the blank of any person who has ever like fallen from church or whatever. Yep. The minute I point at them and go like, how dare they? That is me committing the sin that caused the devil to fall and become the devil. Hmm. Like it was pride that caused Lucifer to become Satan. Whew. And so when I do those things, I'm literally doing what caused him to fall from heaven. Yeah. Which is harsh, but true. Yeah. Because the thing is, we don't, pride is an inward thing a lot of times. So we're like, eh, not a big deal. When really it's like, eh, God's like, eh, it's actually the root of all sin. Yep. We should do a whole episode just on pride. 100%. And it would like be like 17 hours, but I yeah. I was going to say like a seven-part episode <laughs> yeah. on pride. Yeah. Join us for year two or year three where the whole year, the whole is, year just, is just about yeah, pride. Yeah, metaphors on pride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. It's so hard. But that's why checking ourselves and our hearts and reevaluating and working like you can't just work through it once and then be like, no. cool, check done. No. Like not like I literally reanalyze and think about the same things all the time sometimes because I'm like, cool, struggling with the same sin that I struggled with yesterday, which is so frustrating to me because I'm a perfectionist sometimes. You just want to check it off. Yeah, exactly. And be like, like, cool, I don't struggle with that anymore, right? And uh, like, praise the Lord that sanctification is a thing and that by his grace, we do slowly grow closer to him as we work on things. But we constantly have to surrender those things back over to him. And, you know, like someone, a pastor is going to fall a year from now and I'm still going to be like, Oh, what? And like struggle and, and work through it. Right. Yeah. But I think also in talking about it, we make it less taboo and help just sort through what's going on in our minds, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, one way that this really affected me, this whole idea of like being an imposter or whatever is, um, in relation to identity. And I know that for me, like I've talked many times about how the pandemic like stripped my identity mm. from me because I was a youth director. I was a worship director. I was all these things. And, and then I was a Christian. And, yeah. um, I think when I lost all those things, when the pandemic happened, I was like, who am I? What? And I think like, it's so important that, um, like that our identity be founded in Christ first. Like it's not a bad thing that I'm a youth director or that I lead worship or whatever. Those are mm-hmm. not bad things. But if those are my identity, that's wrong. Yep. Cuz Christ needs to be my foundation. And I think like I kn- I've known many people who I would say and this is me pointing fingers, I guess, who I would say like they were a pastor first, Mm. then maybe a husband, then a Christian or a pastor first, then a Christian, then a husband or whatever it was. Like you could tell like their priorities weren't necessarily in the right order or it didn't seem like they were again, not to, not to try and point fingers. Well, we've all been there. Yeah. You and I have both been there. Right. Yeah. And I was telling Becky earlier, I want to be the person who when someone, I first meet someone and they're like, so tell me about yourself that I say, well, I'm a follower of Jesus first and foremost, yeah. whether they are a Christian or not. Yeah. Because 
that's number one. Like that's yeah. the most important, exciting, fantastic, awesome thing that has ever and will ever happen to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yet I think we come, we could become so blase and just like comfortable in it that it's just like, yeah, Jesus saved me. Cool. It's By the way, oh my goodness, I work here. It's like, yeah. that's not as cool, man. Yeah. Like it should, we should be so excited about the gospel every single day. Yeah. Yeah. And like, Part of that reason why Christ should be our foundation is, again, because that's never going to change. Like, the foundation is not going to one day crumble. Like, he's never going to be taken away. Like, being a youth director, being a worship director, those things change. Those things can be taken away. Even things that Christ will not. We talk about being so permanent that is, like, so scary, and I would never wish it upon anyone, but, like you might not always have a husband. You might not yeah. always, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you might not always be a mother or a father or a brother or a sister or a friend, whatever it is, like yeah. your job, w- like your talent, like literally everything can be taken away. Yeah. Except, except for, for, exactly. Yeah. 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 It just allows for perspective. Yeah. Um, And just a couple more like application, application points, I guess. There is a lot, but... I think they're all worth talking about. So yeah. I'm just going to kind of talk through them. Um, one of the huge, hu- hugest, <laughs> one of the biggest points I would say to take away from all of this is that like, we do not want people to point to us like you or me or anyone, yeah. right? Like we want people to point to Jesus. And I just was reminded of like stories with Aaron when she was like, I wanted to be like Ileana and Britlin. And then I realized afterwards it wasn't because I wanted to be like them. It's because I wanted to be like Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like that's what we should desire for people is that they want to be like Christ because they will not be disappointed with Jesus when they meet him. Yeah. And um, so I think that's just one good point is to always point people to Christ yeah. um, and to be okay with grieving like things like this hurt and allow yourself to the time, the processing, the mental space to deal with these emotions, to deal with these things, because I know for us it took a while. And like we've been talking about this podcast for months or years. Years. Yeah. yeah. And like we talked about in our grief episode it's never going to go away. No. It's going to get smaller. Yeah. I literally deal with things that happened years ago around this subject still, you know? Yep. Like it's it, it gets better when you talk about it and you process it. If you just shove it down, it'll just resurface every single time the yep. same amount and it'll suck every single time just as much as the yep. last, right? But yep. as you allow yourself to grieve and process it, like it will it will get better. It'll never go away though because it's going to be an experience you have for the rest of your life. Yeah. 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 And um so just having people around to be able to talk yeah. about these things is really important to to grieve, yeah. like to process it. Surround yourself with healthy community. Yeah. Um, another thing that has been on, I would say both of our Mm -hmm. hearts that I think that we'll probably do a whole podcast on as well is like to control your own actions and to serve the Lord wholeheartedly. Um, and this idea for us came from second Chronicles 25 verse two, where they're talking about, um, Amaziah. He was a king. And, um, in verse two, it says that he served the Lord. Um, and he followed the Lord and he served the Lord, but he didn't do it wholeheartedly. And he was punished for that. And like, it just goes to show how much, like how important serving the Lord wholeheartedly is. Your heart attitude is important. Yeah. It matters. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like 
that was just a huge verse for me and I'm sure we'll go into it more in a future podcast but like can you imagine being recorded in history as like oh yeah they followed God but not wholeheartedly oof like I would rather just yeah. be left out of history than yeah. to be recorded in that way right yeah and it's my prayer that like I always pictured in this way that it like it would say Anna served God but not wholeheartedly. And then the but not is like crossed out with a black line. Like one of the things that I've said is just like, be a genuine believer. Mm. Like love the Lord, love the Lord, (laughs) love the Lord and like serve him and do it intentionally. Like do it genuinely. Yeah. You know? And I think a key thing in doing something genuinely is that when life sucks and you're having a hard time, don't pretend it's not. Yeah. You know, be like okay with genuine it doesn't not mean being okay. Yeah, exactly. Be okay with it not being okay. Yeah. Um, keep things like your actions, your intentions, your attitudes, like keep those in check because like we said, it's very easy to do things for God without God. And it's very easy to slide from doing things for God with God into doing things for God without God, especially when there's so routine and tradition and things like that involved. So just be um, intentional about your motivation, have your motivation um, be for the Lord, like for serving the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, Colossians 3.23 says, uh, serve, work heartily as if you're working for, the, for Lord, the Lord, not for men, not for men. And I think that's super important too. And I think it's also important to have accountability, like have people who you can talk to and like, pray with and be open with and don't fear vulnerability because I think it's super easy to fear it and then therefore not do it but it's super important to have that in relationships having the accountability helps with the whole checking your attitude in your heart because sometimes you need someone else to be like hey are you sure you're doing this like because I think what you just said was huge for me is that you can start off by doing things for God with God and then one day you wake up and you're like is God even involved in what I'm doing? Like, I've totally been there yep. before. You go through the motions of ministry and you're like not actually thinking about the why behind the what. Like, why am I at the church doing what I'm doing right now? Or wherever you are in yep. like your circumstance. Like, you can be doing ministry wherever you are. You don't have to work at a church. Like, we need to be evangelizing and discipling all the time. Um, so having people around you who know you well that you're open and honest with helps keep those things in check yeah you know yeah and um i think it's important to have a healthy respect for those who are in ministry but don't put them on pedestals yeah like it's not necessary they don't need that you don't need that yep just don't do it you know because in putting them on pedestals it's raising them to a place that they don't need to be raised in your life and if you take them off the pedestal you're almost by default putting yourself on a pedestal also not needed yep we should create a brand that's like the opposite of Nike where it's like, just don't do it. <laughs> that's good. Write that down. Just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just two more. One is just to fix your focus on Christ because perspective is key. Like knowing that if we put our trust in the Lord, he will not fail us. And when we trust in people, like just having that perspective, they will fail us. Like mm-hmm. it's not sad. It's just truth. Like, yep. I mean, it is a little sad, but like just knowing that reality. Is, is reality. Yeah, because you are one of those people who will let someone else down. And our last little point of application is that it's OK to be OK with your weaknesses. Yeah, like be OK with being weak. 
because when we are weak, he is strong. Yeah. And our our weakness is a platform or a pedestal, if you will, yeah. for his power. Yes. And it's what allows his power to be shown. And ultimately, that's what our goal should be in everything in life. And I think it takes so much weight off of our shoulders as well, because sometimes I wonder if people like Ravi and Mark, like there was just so much pressure to like, because they had this big ministry and this big stage that they were on. I can't even imagine the pressure of that. And then it's constantly just like, I have to keep going, I have to keep going, instead of being like, like it's not again sounds harsh but often i'm like i suck but god's great so yep. that's all that matters right yep. like it's when we think we're all that and that we're strong and that we can do things that is the beginning of our downfall i think yeah because again and, and especially do things without christ yeah yeah yep because totally. he's the one who gives us the power to do things yeah exactly anyway this has been a long, hard, tough conversation, but we hope that it was um, eye-opening for you guys and that in whatever situation you've experienced in church or will ever experience that you, this would be helpful in processing it or in the future processing it and that ultimately that we will all just trust the Lord more through it because I think that's why he allows us to go through situations like this, right? Is to constantly be pointed back to him. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, after seeing him, we pray that you go and and make make him him known. known.